Welcome to Cocktails Over Coffee, a podcast that spotlights truly inspiring individuals that have taken a leap of faith by leaving their corporate careers, otherwise known as their coffee, to pursue their passion, otherwise known as their cocktail. I'm Janae Green, and I'm so excited to be here today with Atlanta songstress, Angel White. Hi, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> so excited to have you. And cheers. We are both cheers. drinking uh, Tito's based cocktails today. Yes, we are. <laughs> I have a martini. What do you have? Your son is super interesting and good. Yeah, so I have a Tito's uh, with a tonic and lime. So I call it my adult Sprite. I love that. I love Great. I'm going to have to make that since I already have Tito's in the fridge. Just to be easy. It's, listen, it's easy as quick. <laughs> awesome. So I, I'm really excited to chat with you today. And I, I told you your song, Bed Warmer, was the soundtrack to my quarantine. I love Aww. it so much. <laughs> And the, and the rest of your music, I was listening to it actually while I was making my cocktail. So I'm excited to hear about how you got into it and what you were doing before. But let's start from the beginning. Tell me what your what your nine to five was, what your coffee was. So once I graduated from college, I um, could not get a job. <laughs> I, I And it's so funny because I keep like records of everything. That's just the girl that I am. Yeah. And I have emails um, from all of the places that I submitted, over 100 applications, 100 oh. to 150 applications, um, I was attempting to break into journalism. Mm -hmm. And um, it was about eight months or so, eight to nine months of applying, and I couldn't get a job. So my mother's coworker was like, hey, I know this place is hiring. And it was a law firm. And wow, it was, okay. I, I went to school for communication. So it was a little bit of communications in, um, in the legal world. It was basically paralegal work. So I would be communicating with our clients, which were mostly banks. And okay. I would be communicating that towards the lawyer. Mm -hmm. um, so I applied and I got it and I never left. Okay. <laughs> I stayed at one job for how long? For years. Okay. Just, let me see. I started, cause I left my job this year. So I started. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, I left my job. I, I left my job a week before <laughs> we shut down. Oh my gosh. This is such a story. Actually, I didn't even know about the timing of when you actually left your job. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's wild. Okay, we have to talk about that. We do, we do, because it's been a whirlwind, like actively in real time experiencing. Girl. Um, yeah, so I'm sure it'll be therapeutic for me to talk about. But yes. I, I was at my job. I started, I think it was 2013. So I started and I didn't leave until this year. So I was at that job oh, for seven years. Now okay. there were some adjustments along the way. Um, basically, I ended up doing going part time okay. working with them. Okay. And then from part time, that's when I left. Got it. Um, okay. Yeah. So worked with them and um, I was doing paralegal work. And the good I think what kept me there that long is that my job was very much so into what I was trying to do. Okay. And so it made sense I, for you. Yeah, and then the, it it was like they were just extremely supportive, like the, to the point where I would be like, "Hey, I'm leaving to go on tour this artist for for three weeks, yeah. uh, and I'll be back." And they'll be like, "Okay, cool, cool." Like, oh, that's that a blessing. Kind of that's very rare. And and it it is very rare, especially in in um in legal affairs. And so right, they they really were extremely supportive. I mean, they even let me go remote. I had like I was wow. going to quit, and they were like, "Please don't quit. What can we do?" I was like, "I can work remote." Wow. And they were like, cool. So they made it very hard to leave, which is why I believe I was there for seven years. Um, but ultimately left my job this year. 
Where did where did music come into the picture though? Like, mm-hmm. and not in a, a professional sense. Like, when right. did you discover that you could actually sing and that you enjoyed it? My sister tells the story um, that when I was two, she was um, so she was in a performing arts school, so she would sing notes and I would sing the notes that she was singing. So she said, oh, she wow. would go to my mom, she's like, look, look, she can sing. If I sing this note, she'll sing the same note back. Oh. And I, and you know, I have to run with the story, but that's when, that's when she said she knew I was gonna be able to sing. Okay. And then they had this recording of me, of me singing um, Norma Monkeys jumping on the bed. <laughs> and so of course. that was like me probably three. So around four or five, like I have a very, um, music-driven family, like artists yeah. just in the arts, like my okay. sister was in theater, like, so she was always setting up scenarios right. for us You grew up like, in that space. Yeah, to perform okay. and sing. And so my first singing was in church. That's where I grew up singing. Okay. Uh, singing for my mom's friends, my fa- my dad's friends, or church. Okay. That was where it started. Okay, got it. But at no point soon did you realize that this was potentially going to be a career? No, if we, people flirted the, like, I flirted with the idea when people would be like, you can sing, you should do it. I'm like, no, I think it was more of a confidence issue. Like, I just didn't feel like I would be, um, I didn't have the skills or the edge to be a recording artist. I just right. didn't believe that. Right. And not that anybody told me I couldn't. It was just, that was just how it seemed so I, far-fetched. It was just far-fetched. I didn't, right. there was no one in my immediate circle, no one in my family who had gone into entertainment as yeah. a profession. So I was just like, that's not what we do here, you know? Okay, yeah. So yeah, that was when I kind of discovered, discovered music was something that was, you know, part of my life. Okay, okay, got it. So, okay, so you were in this job for seven years. Seven years. You, but you enjoyed the work. No, no, I did not enjoy the work. Okay. I did enjoy enjoy the the perks. You enjoyed the perks and they set it, set you up nicely so that you could go and pursue your passion while you were still getting your paycheck. Yes. Okay, so so let's clarify. You did not enjoy the work. The work was monotonous. No, but way. they they gave you a really good setup that you kind of like. They did. You felt they very did. comfortable there. They did. They made okay. it very comfortable, and I think that just comes when you when you're a quality worker. Yeah, I feel like jobs will make sure like, hey, we need to keep you. We need to keep her. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or whomever. Like we need to keep keep them right. because it, it's hard. You know, it's hard to find people who are. And I feel like I'm someone that when I do something, I, I tend to put, you know, a lot of effort Everything. into it. I, yeah. I I like to put my best foot forward. My reputation yeah. is important to me. So Absolutely. naturally, I'm just going to dive into work, even though it wasn't really serving me. In yeah. Anything. Yeah. You want to so, make sure that your work across the board is quality. Of course. Of yeah. course. So they made it very comfortable. Very okay. Comfortable. So you were comfortable. And then up until beginning of this year, you were still in this job. Yes, I was still... I was working at home part-time on a okay. schedule that I could set up. Okay. So week to week, week to week. And so then tell me when you started to actually pursue music as a little bit more than just a hobby. Mm, yeah. So around 20, I, I'll say around 2014, 2013, 2014 was like, I was like, hmm, something started rustling in me a little bit. Right. Like, something started stirring up in my spirit and I was just like someone I, I remember I did karaoke at mm-hmm. <laughs> a Ruby Tuesday or something like that naturally and this lady came up to me drunk as ever was like girl you need to pursue music and I just brushed it off I was with my family I'm like 
oh no, you know, right. and um, I don't know why that lady just sat with me because she was just so emphatic about like, so passionate girl. about it. <laughs> yeah, like you have a voice. And so at that point I was like, I talked to God and I was like, I'll give it one year. This was like 2014, I'll give it one year. Yeah. If something doesn't pop, then I know this isn't meant for me. Yeah. And within that first year, I got a background opportunity which a mutual friend sent to us, Michael Loyal, they had sent me. Really? <laughs> background. Oh my God, um, wait, Michael. First of all, Michael is one of my dearest friends and he was actually my first ever guest on this podcast. So shout out uh, to Michael. The, that's the episode I saw. That is okay. the episode I saw, yeah. Okay, that and makes so, sense. Um, he's, I was already like writing, you know, and stuff. And like, I put out like a song on SoundCloud, like totally green. I had no clue yeah. what I was doing. But he sent me this, um, audition and I went and I got it and it opened my eyes to the possibilities like wow. it was with an artist named Rory he was a, mm -hmm. a singer rapper from Atlanta and he was with Love Renaissance and okay. oh we went to like every festival we went all across the world like and I was like wow like this is this is this was I, 20 from that moment 2015 from that moment I just wow I okay like, I, can, I gotta do this all yeah. of this while you're still working in this job <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> That's a lot of work. It was, it was, it was. But it was worth it. I was it. like, I'm, I'm going to make it happen. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And like getting to see the world and going on tour. And I'm sure you yes. have connections through that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I, there was a, a I, it, just being in the rooms with people. Yeah. I mean, I met so many people. <laughs> I met, I mean, I met celebrities, like just being in green rooms. You know yes. what I mean? Like at backstage right. and you, you know, you're just sitting there. It's like, like that i have an interesting story i was backstage at south by southwest yes and um there was a girl in the green room and she had this orange hair and i'm like who is this girl like, yeah. i'm just she turns around i'm like SZA? <laughs> and it's SZA, and it's right when she had like dyed her hair orange. Yes. she's like yes yeah, me and and just the oh. proximity of just being able to talk to these people and seeing yeah. the similarities and knowing like oh these are regular people you know what i mean and and it's as much, true. It's really and it's what, true. And what they're doing, you have the capacity. So I started seeing myself in the in that, that space. Doing it. Yeah, yeah, you almost started to picture yourself as one of them. Oh, for sure, for yeah. sure. I was like, this is like I feel like I'm navigating this way too easily. Mm -hmm. And so there, there, I just begin to believe, like, oh, I think I could, I believe I could be a part of these spaces and, yeah. and be just as impactful. And um, so that was 2015. Um, then 2016, I started seeing it with K Michelle. And Amazing. then, you know, 2017, I put out my first project. So it, it just all started. Okay. So within that year that you prayed about things yeah. started to happen and that's how you yeah. knew, okay, this is actually what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, for sure. Okay. For sure. So from 2015 on, you were kind of pursuing it as your side hustle. Yeah, it was, it was to an extent, but well, 2015 is when I actually went part-time okay. for my job. So my job offered this opportunity. They were like, Hey you know, flex, if you want to do a flex schedule where you work part-time, you didn't get benefits, mm -hmm. but you still were able to, you know, work part-time. I was like, I want to do that. I was yeah. the only person that signed up with the firm. So they were like, no, we're not going to do it. Okay. And I was like, well, then I'm leaving. <laughs> and of course they're again, keeping and course, quality employees. They're like, it, of course they were like, okay, well, we'll set something up for you. Mm -hmm. You know, blase, blase. so from 2015 on, I was working part-time at my job okay. and then doing music part-time. So it was this balance that I wasn't working full time and then trying to manage this music career. There was right. a there was a bit of leeway, you know what I mean, right. in my Some, schedule. A, a, a way to make it possible. 
for sure. I feel like this would have been very challenging to do while you have. Oh, very challenging. I wouldn't have had a job because I was leaving. Right. You know what I mean? And, and the fact that they didn't have to grant me like PTO and things, there was flexibility for them to say, oh, you can be gone for two weeks and you know, it's not going to impact, you know, our, our administrative, you know, exactly. So exactly. Okay. So then what happened early this year where you decided that it's time for you to leave? 2019, I worked very hard okay. to prepare myself to transition into being full-time. I was like, this is the time. Yeah. I felt like I was making some really good music. I felt like I was um, starting to kind of like be a little more intentional about the connections, the people I was talking to, yeah. how I was presenting myself online. So I just felt like I was getting a lot more serious that year. So I, I worked so hard. I saved I, I, you know, I so was, how, how, what is that process like? How much did you save? How much did you know that you needed to save? Okay. What, yes. what was your plan? <laughs> this is the plan. I, I got my, so I'm a very frugal kind of girl. Yes. I have no problem saying that. I don't mind investments as long as, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But I don't, somebody's like, well, what's the difference between frugal and cheap? And I'm like, well, frugal people to me are willing to make the investment if they deem it right. worthy. You know, exactly. they're not just out there. So you I'm spend frugal. money on things that matter to you that mattered yeah that completely so i i got down and said okay what are my expenses for a month okay and what exactly do i need to say so i had i was able to work i had i paid off my student loan like i got so much yes yes incredible i was like all i need to make is two grand that's and, you know, we're in Atlanta, so rent, you know, I know it's a little bit cheaper than up here. I was like, with two grand would be your rent. <laughs> you know, Atlanta's a whole nother life. Okay. You, know, you get rent under, you know, that, don't. I, know, I can't even talk about that. I can't even talk about how much money I'm wasting up here in New York. <laughs> anyway. But it's the experience, right? I, listen, I, I want to be in New York City, so I, I'm like, I want at least. Everyone should experience it at some point. Yeah. So I was like, okay, all I have to do is get. My expenses are two thousand dollars. Okay. So I had already saved. So I saved up. I saved up like three to four months. You know, three to four months of emergency savings. Like I made sure yeah. I did that. And then I was like, all I have to make is two grand. So with that, with that mindset, yes, I was like, okay, cool. That's how I was working all twenty nineteen. Like I was so intentional. Twenty twenty comes. I'm like, yes, I'm at my point. I can. I'm a little above my point. I can move. Yes. So I put at the top of March my. I gave them a month because I had worked there so long. I was, I was very specialized. Like I was someone that only did my job. So I completely understood that they were going to have to like deeply train somebody to transition into my position. Right. Top of the month of March. Now, March, we knew about COVID-19, but it was still very much so like a world thing. Like, we yeah, had, the, I think they found out maybe like Feb, well, in January. Wait, but they found out kind of like, late January. We found out late February. Late, wait, late February, exactly. But so March, we March, still didn't, in my, yeah, we, just, we still didn't know the severity of it. Right, exactly. So top of March, I'm like, cool, you know, I'm putting in my, my, uh, my month's notice. So we got down to the 30th of March and things completely changed. So right. I was like, I have to go. Did you panic? It. It, I, actually, I didn't panic. Okay. Which is very weird for me because um, my that is a good. That's a good thing. That, yeah, I like to control things. Right. So this I'm the same. Been, so this has been a we lost listen, control. Listen. We have no so control. So I actually did not panic because okay. I didn't think I saw it as like, oh, this is gonna be something that, you know, goes through the summer and then, you know, we're back on. Right, pipe ball. 
and I had already, you know, I had, I'd made sure that I had a savings. So it wasn't this dire, like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Yeah. So now month one goes and it's like, okay. So mind you, I also had, we're, I'm in a corporate band. Right. So okay. we do like just a lot of private events. Got it. So that was something that was also going to be like supplementing me okay. while I figure out how to maximize, you know, income from my music. Right. Makes sense. But with COVID, you know. Oh, uh, there's no corporate gigs. There's, there's no corporate gigs. Right. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to so be honest. So, yeah. Tell me about that. Because that I think that's what's going to be interesting about this season in particular is like, we have all these dreamers and all these people that wanted to do these things and things just drastically changed for everyone. So how did you deal with that? And like, how did you, you know, the savings that you had, did, did that change what you thought you needed? And yeah. tell me about that experience. I think it, it, it has completely changed. I think gig workers, um, especially have been hit hard. I mean, a lot of industries, industries have hit hard but I want yeah. to speak from me being a gig worker and talking to other gig workers like right this has been something that's unprecedented so like we're Absolutely. all trying to figure out like what does our our career our life being contractors how does that look going forward yeah and um for me it did change what I needed I, again I wasn't spending as much because mm -hmm. of course we were in quarantine so that kind of what I was, my expenses were, were, you know, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was smaller. I, yeah. Yeah. So I was able to maintain a little longer than I thought I would have been able to go. But what it's shown me is I've had to like completely shift, just mm -hmm. shift a major yeah. shift. I mean, to the point where I was like, okay, I'm not going to be able to make money the way I used to make money. Yeah. So how, how do I navigate this? And a big way that, um, I think I started to do was just explore other options. Like, what what industries are still moving right now right. you know what i mean and a big one is influencer marketing yeah let me talk about it yeah so okay i begin to be like okay people have people have hit me up always like just about oh hey you know we like we like what you're doing right yeah you want to do this and i was just like no nah, that's not really the you place kind of ignored me. it i did ignore it because i was just like I'm, i need to focus right um, but this time allowed me to say, like, I have, I understood that I have an ability to storytell. Yeah. To tell stories. Yeah. And um, my story very well, because I'm living it. Yes, and, exactly. Um, and, and I think people, brands begin to see like, oh, okay, you know, we like what you're doing. How can we be a part of this? Yeah. And so I think that shift, I started to actually look, talk, like I'm in constant talk with brands at this point and have even started to make money now. So it's like, I had to shift. I had to figure out what skill sets I have. And this is not long-term. I'm not saying I'm gonna be an influencer, yeah. be working with content creation, digital yeah. content creation for the rest of my but life. This but is I what was shift. making, yeah. This is one of the few industries that was actually doing well during this time. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we, I mean I'm, I'm sure you've seen like online sales and the amount oh, yeah. of this, the, how the industry is like just booming <laughs> because Right. Um, you know, people being at home or whatever the case may be. Um, but I had to find a shift and I felt like there were ways that I could merge two things that I really enjoyed and that was music and wellness. And yeah. so I began okay. to really talk about my wellness journey and how it directly affects my creativity. Mm -hmm. And and I was able to kind of like 
create this new space of my journey and like wow. rebrand in a sense. <laughs> so yeah. That you had any in a way that you hadn't even planned to. You kind of just no. shifted and you're like, okay, this this could work for me. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. then you so then you capitalize on uh, some of these brands that were reaching out and you decided yeah. to go into the influencer marketing world as a means of income during this time. As a means of income and honestly I I I mean, it is influencer marketing from the brand side of things. I, yeah. I saw it as like, oh, I'm creating um, content. Yes. And if if this makes sense for, for Your me brand. and the people, then yeah, let's yes. let's let's make some content together. Right. Um, but I know I know that's the pro appropriate term. I didn't I never it's hard for me to identify as that way because I don't ever even see myself yeah. like I'm this influencer I know. that's getting <laughs> I know. No, so. I feel like the word influencer is always so tricky because the people that actually do work in that space, they don't like to use that term, but to everyone else, like that's the term that they're that's using. That's what it is. That's right. what makes sense. It's influencer marketing. It is exactly. What it is. I don't care how you want to dress it up, girl. Absolutely. It is influencer marketing. And that's it. So, it, so it's interesting that during this time, like I think that a lot of influencers were trying to figure out how to pivot. And I think that that social media was one of the areas that I think took off. Because what was everyone yeah. doing all day? They were on their phones. They were on Instagram. On the they were shopping online, you know? So I yeah. think that like that was an area that, that was really smart to tap into. Yeah. How has the experience been working with these brands and working as an influencer? It can be challenging. It can. And the challenging part comes in the consistency mm -hmm. of being disciplined, of knowing like if you're going to take on campaigns from different brands yeah if you want brands to come to you if you want your pitches to be accepted yeah. there's a level of consistency and seriousness that they need to see yeah. in your content creation exactly. and if you're there's there's an influencer that i listen to all the time she just talks about the the idea of being consistent and if you're not showing up for yourself when there yeah. are things around and just you know biz, saying hey i want to share this part of my right. life how can they rely on you? Pay you to do that you know exactly. what i mean so yeah. it's hard in the sense of just being disciplined and showing up and saying, okay, if I'm going to post five out of seven days a week, mm -hmm. then I'm going to post five out of seven days a week. If yes. I'm going to do a YouTube Regardless. video every week, if I'm going to make sure I'm also writing and documenting my music career, all these things take discipline yeah. and it takes, and to me, I believe it, there's a level of just seriousness that you have to have about social media that I didn't always have. You know what I mean? It's just okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was very fleeting for me. It was just like, okay, you know, this is just a tool that I use to kind of like show document, things, but your I didn't life. ever see the exactly. business part of it. Yeah, no. it's true. And, and you, know, I feel like some people don't realize the business part of it unless you have worked in that space. Yeah. You know, I have the luxury of having worked in the influencer marketing space. So I actually do know how lucrative it can be as a career. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually kind of scary how- It's very scary how lucrative it is the six-figure influencers are real listen, okay listen when i realized and you know because when i worked at a magazine when i saw what we were paying influencers to post one time on their feed i was like what am i doing this makes no sense i'm literally pay i just i don't get it make it make sense i don't get it so yeah it's it's, it's a great it's a if you can do it well, it's a really right. scary to tap into because not everyone can do influencer marketing. Exactly. Especially in an organic way. And that's what all the brands want. They want this organic influencer that just fits their brand seamlessly without yeah. having to alter too much. Mm -hmm. um, so you found that the wellness space was an area that you could. Yeah. Listen. Very easily because I, I already.
already was talking about wellness. I mean, yeah. there's like, I have affirmations on my first project. Like there was, there was, yes. yeah, I mean, there was always something very like, probably since I, probably towards the end of college. In okay. college, I was a mess. But like, once I graduated, I was like, hmm, I started reading more, you know, I started yeah. really getting to like spiritual books. Yes. Um, and so like, it just, it really started to shape the way I was like, building my life, you okay. know what I mean, manifesting. So I, wellness was just a very important tenet. So it was to, already a part of your brand. Oh, it was, it was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, I like, I always talked about journaling. I always talked about the idea of eating well. I mean, I've been plant-based since, what, 2014? Yeah, I'm, I'm newly plant-based. Oh, I, I like to say plant-based adjacent because I, I'm not super strict all the time. But Which is fine. You're plant-based. I'm plant-based. Exactly. But yeah, no, wow. Since 2014, you said? Yeah, so I started off as vegetarian. Okay. Um, and then, no, pescatarian. Okay. Then I did vegetarian. Then I went back to pescatarian. Okay. And now, at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm just plant-based. I say the same thing because 80% of my meals are either vegetarian or vegan. Yeah. I don't buy meat. Right. But if I'm somewhere and I'm like, like on the road, and I'll yeah. be like, oh, all we Traveling have is chicken hard. fish. Right. I'm like, I'm going to eat the fish. I'm not going to starve. That's so, exactly. again, that's why I say I'm a little more fluid too. Like, I, yeah. And I agree. I think that usually when I'm traveling is when I'm a little bit more flexible or yeah, when I'm eating yeah. out or something. Um, but I, I, I don't mind that lifestyle though. I, I don't know how your experience has been, but like, clearly it's been okay since 2014, but I actually enjoy it. And I like finding these alternatives. Yeah. It um, is fun. It's fun. I'm like, okay. Like when I found out about, you know, jackfruit and it and was like because I never never grew up with jackfruit about I, I had no idea what it was honestly until recently within the last couple months to be quite honest <laughs> yeah so I'm like oh this is giving me giving me shredded ch um chicken vibes like okay it's yeah, delicious like oyster mushrooms like there's yeah. just so many things that I got to explore and play yeah. from this so yeah I agree with you I enjoy that part enjoy okay that so part. okay so wellness is kind of where you tapped into but but tell me okay about let's talk about your music a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, and during this time, how creative were you during quarantine? Did you feel the need to create? Could you create? I had, during quarantine, I had the release of Bet Warmer. Yes. So I had done a whole content rollout for that and that was a lot of fun. Okay. But I really got burned out in about May, especially okay. when everything started happening. Yeah. With George Floyd and yes. like all this just like draining. It was so draining. I, and I left for a whole month. I was not on social media. I was like Did in you, the midst of a pandemic. Yeah. And then this I left and I was not creative at all. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I felt, yeah, like you said, I just felt extremely drained yeah. and I didn't have the bandwidth to start thinking about, being creative. I didn't even feel comfortable using music as a way to express my pain or angst. I, I, I okay. just was feeling so yeah, just dull. Yeah. I would say May to June was just, it was hard. Okay. It was draining. And, and you know, it's, it's funny because I actually, I wanted to do a little bit of a social media fast because I just, I wanted to focus on how I actually felt. And I think yeah. that like, you know, I feel there's, I feel two different ways. I think that one, it's important to be on social media during those times because, you know, you sometimes, sometimes people need to hear your message and you have For a sure. message to share. Um, and it's important to get that out there. But at the same time, 
I feel like it can be really challenging because there are so many messages out there and you're taking them all in. And it's almost like other people telling you how to feel. And I didn't like that. Mm. So I actually, I was going to take a little bit of a hiatus, but what I did instead of completely getting off is I would only get on to share my opinion, but I didn't scroll and I didn't yes. like, I didn't, you know, I didn't take in, I only put out. Yeah. Because it was a really, it was a tough time. No, for sure. I've completely feel you on that. Like I, it was, it was a lot of messaging. And yeah. I was like, okay, should I be upset? Right. Should I be sad. Should I be quiet? Should I keep going? Like it was just so many. I agree. So many things being thrown at us. So I, 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 I feel you. Like, oh, do I protest? Do I not? Because we're right. Pandemic? Like, yeah, yeah. It, exactly. Yeah. It, it, there was there was no right answer. No. So I totally understand that that time that we just kind of all needed to sit still and not yes not really do anything not create not share just be <laughs> yeah just be that's it what is the music industry looking like for you honestly the music industry there's parts of it that are still going of course like people yeah. are still putting out music content right. people are still putting out visuals i mean there's a lot of virtual shows i know you've probably seen on late night or yeah, exactly. just different festivals hosting little things online Right. So I think what's going right going on right now is the industry is like, okay, how are we, because I mean, what industry is not driven by capitalism? They're at this point, they're just trying to figure out how are we going to be making money off of, you know, a major source of income for our artists, which is touring. Exactly. So we don't have any date on when things are going to start opening up. I know they're projecting for summer 2021. Yeah. But who knows? You we know, have who no knows? idea. Yeah. So I think right now people are trying to figure out um, how to monetize, especially independent artists. I mean, mm -hmm. we've lost a lot of venues in Atlanta, independent yeah. music venues. I mean, at least 10 wow. that were really sources of income for artists to go and places that they could perform and you okay. know share. So I think everyone's just trying to figure out like, okay, because I know I, I say with like major, major artists, mm -hmm. there's still a lot of space for them to make money in a sense. But like, yes. a lot of independent artists, really, it's a bit really, more, like, it's a bit more difficult. Yeah, yeah, difficult. They, they make it on shows. Yeah. Performing. It's so true. I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen too many things. I've seen some, some panels and talks about how you know, the industry is really going to be looking to do a lot more things digitally, um, yeah. even when it comes down to just festivals, maybe like VR festivals or, you know, yeah. doing more like, um, I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if, if how, how close this would be, but maybe like even the sense of like setting up virtual stages where there would be, you know, a venue that you could go to that would yes. allow the same amount of people if there was one venue, but maybe they have like 50 people at this venue and they'll kind of like, have a um what is it called the um you remember at coachella when they premiered the tupac um oh oh uh the, like a hologram type hologram of thing? yes yes the hologram like they would have an artist maybe at a seattle stage okay um but they would have 20 different venues on and they they were like well we don't know what venue the artist is going to be at but right. someone's going to get the real artist and everyone else is going to get like a hologram. So they right. talked about that far into I, it. You know, what's interesting because I come from like the events world events are we're having to get really creative right now. Yeah. Because the events people are who put on the events that you perform at. Exactly. So it's like, how can we still create these? I mean, music festivals were everything. Everyone 
was there were, I don't even know how many they, there are to date. So many. I mean, in cities rely on these, like, for my, about Essence Fest. Essence Festival. That is, I mean, this, the city of New Orleans relies on Essence Fest. Yes. Yes. And to have that completely stripped away. I mean, I, this, this time has just affected everyone in, in different ways. So it's, it's causing everyone to get really creative. Yeah. And so for artists, it sounds like you guys are trying to figure out how to do these virtual performances. Yeah. And trying to keep people engaged yeah. and trying to get people, you know, I think sometimes the internet can be a little limiting in that fact, in that space, because yeah. when you're touring and you're performing, it's like, okay, I can, you know, be in Atlanta and do this. Mm -hmm. But if I wanted to get to a new audience, I could possibly go to New York or I could possibly go to LA and perform at or open right. for someone. And right. now when you're online, it's like, okay, hey, same people. I'm going to be know. doing this next, you know what I mean? Or, um, or unless you're collaborating with someone who also has a, you know, a platform that they could introduce you to. Right. But that can be tough to navigate because everyone's not set up to do that yet. So it's exactly, just, it's, it's a it, challenge. It's a lot of figuring out on the fly right now. Yeah. Throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks. But how do you, sure. so how do you feel? How do you feel about your decision to leave your job? How do you feel about what you're doing now? How do you feel mentally, physically? Oh, well, my decision to leave my job, I feel great. Um, Perfect. No regrets. The fact there. that I, the fact that every single day, I wake up and I could cry every time I say this because it really is a privilege yeah. that so many people do not ever get to experience. But to wake up every single day and be able to dedicate a countless amount of time to you, you know, in investing in you and yeah. what you want to do and what you yeah. want to see in your life. So many people do not get the privilege to do that. And so I sit at home sometimes and I'm just like, you know, this may be a really tough day. I may not know when my next or where my next check is coming from, yeah. but I'm here showing up for me a hundred percent on my terms. And I mean, wow, the gratitude just flips everything else. Like anything that could be making me have a bad day. Yeah. Completely flips it on its head. Completely. It's, I think that that's a, that's a feeling that people only dream about. People don't even, right. some people don't actually know that that's possible. I just was talking about this. I had no idea that there were, there are people who create lives off being freelancers. I yeah. mean, that, yeah. I, I come from a W2 family. So, I mean, lot, most of my family is in education. I have a sister mm -hmm. in public health, but yeah. I come from a W2 family. Mm -hmm. So the idea that people are out here, you know. Uh, so, so the thing is that when I quit my job after, so I quit my job, moved to Paris to teach, came back. Yeah. That is what I did. I started mm. freelancing and consulting. And because I knew it was an option because I had been on the other end where we would hire freelancers. Right, right. So I was like, I know that this is a possibility. I just didn't know how and how, you know, how consistent it would be and how challenging. Um, yeah. But since doing it and having that flexibility to take on projects when I want to, to turn down ones that don't fit my, yes. my, my values, my brand, you know, it's, it's a great feeling, but then definitely yeah. to dedicate my time to what I want to be doing, which is this right here, that is the biggest blessing. And yeah, it makes me never, ever regret my decision to leave my job. I mean, hands down, like it does the uncertainty. And I always was so worried about that because like yeah. I said before, I, I am very much so comfortable in my control. Like as long as I know where things are going, where things are yes. happening. But this space has just been such, I've been able to experience every emotion in the book, <laughs> every oh, emotion yeah. possible. And Everything. 
<laughs> ultimately there's still this grounding sense of like peace and satisfaction and fulfillment that yes whatever it is i'm building i'm building it you know yes. I mean? and that, yeah like, that's it's, how it's I have for to you it. yeah for me and for and for my, my partner for our families and for yeah. whatever you know it's just the idea of like being because even if and i say this you know even if nothing ever comes of it, this yeah I am an example in my family of like, this is somebody that took a risk and yes. chased a dream. You yeah. know what I mean? And you could do it too. I mean, I talked to my nephew, you know, my sister was like, she talks to me about this. She's like, you know, I never would have thought my nephew's in dance. He's a mm -hmm. dancer, professional dancer. She was like, you showed him that this was an opportunity that you oh. could, you know, pursue something that's in the arts that, you know, is, is, is a representation of you, something you're creating. And I'm like, yeah. if I could just be that. To inspire someone else, I think is honestly a job well done. If yeah. you can inspire someone else to follow their passion and to pursue yeah. their dreams, I think it's, you've done a great job. You've, you've yeah. really, you've fulfilled a purpose. That's it. That's it. I mean, that's, that's satisfying to me. Of course, there's things that I want beyond yeah. you know, goals that I want to achieve, but like, the the sense of like man i tried i tried i yeah. I, I put it all i went all in that yeah. i can leave earth knowing like oh i put it all in so if it didn't happen cool but i did yes. i showed up for my part because it's that it's that that feeling of no regrets i did i tried oh gosh i gave it everything i could and at least i tried i'll take a risk over regret any day a hundred percent i never want to think about here. what i could have done oh that's the work <laughs> it's such a Oh, it's such a dark feeling for me to think like, oh, had I just, that just breaks me. So yeah. Or it's like, what, what would have happened if I actually did this? I, I don't want to think about what would have happened. I want to just right. know what actually happened. What actually happened. And yeah. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Right. So what's next for you? What, you know, what are you working on? What are you really excited about? What's keeping you going during this time? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what I'm working on, um, I actually, um, on Monday, I released a video for Bed Warmer. So that was really exciting. Exciting. And okay, wait, where can everyone watch this video? Because the song yeah, is Yeah, so it's incredible. on my YouTube channel. Okay. But you can also just go to angelwhite.co, okay. which is my site. I'll, we'll talk about that all at the end. Yes. But yeah. Okay. I have it on my links page. So it's it's, it's there. Yes. Um, so I was really happy. That took a lot of uh, time, patience, and it was a, you know, a little piece of quarantine art. We made it yeah. work, you know, amidst all of the limitations. Yeah. Um, but I released that and I'm really, really happy about it. I have a new single coming up too. It's called Next to Me. So that's going to be hopefully dropping um, at the top of November. Um, fingers crossed. We're working on the yes. rollout. Um, but yeah, so I have my next single. It's, much, it's, a, it's a love song. So Aww. I think it'll be perfect for the colder weather for the holidays. And I'm also, of course, working on my my project as well. But I've been really um, leaning into my my affinity for things, all things wellness. Okay. And I've been like blogging, and I've been doing YouTube videos, and you know, just on Instagram, just you know, putting up my wellness journey and just sharing tips and techniques yeah. and my ups and my downs. I mean, I share days where I'm just like I'm 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 downward spiraling. Yeah. And I just want to let you all know that. It's okay. <laughs> so I'm just That's you know, great. very authentic and transparent with my journey because again, I'm this is day by day for me. There is no blueprint. Yes. And um at least not in my immediate circle on how to navigate this. So right. that's kind of what I've been working on. I'm really excited I to 
continue to put music out, but also the the content and the story around the music is just as important to me. Yeah, so I like sharing all of that as well. Yeah, it is it, because you mentioned earlier you're a storyteller, so it makes sense yeah. that that's a really important aspect of your music. Very important. Very so important. so since you're so you know you're very tapped into this wellness space. How can people protect their mental health during this time? Or, or how have you been protecting it? What's something that you do that you really think that has gotten you through? Yeah. One, I tailor my timeline. Okay. I like that. <laughs> my timeline. I like it. <laughs> Here's the thing. We can be friends in real life and we don't have to be friends online. Like, Absolutely. I, I have, have different personas online. Listen, I have unfriended. I have unfollowed. I have blo- You do what you have you, to do. It just is what it is. You don't have to subject yourself to anything that you don't want to subject yourself to. So if you enjoy social media and you find value in it and you still want to be a part of it, I always encourage people to tailor your timeline. Yeah. If there's something you don't want to see, remove it. Get rid of it. Yeah. (laughs) Get rid of it. No one is forcing you to follow some of the people that you follow. Nobody. Nobody. But we have these, and I get it because I've experienced it. We have these, these, um, these values that I feel like are not our own of the idea yeah. of like, oh, you have to, you know, anybody that follows you or friends you, you have to friend them back. If you're friends in real life, you got to friend them on there. It's like, no, this, they're no. not, synonymous. these are, these, these are separate spaces. These are two and different things. They're different things. I love my mom. That doesn't mean I need to follow her on you know, Facebook or whatever. I love her though, to death. I know. Um, but yeah, so that's a big thing about mental health. I also think it's important to really be present with um your self-talk yeah the i mean and oftentimes our self-talk can easily become a reflection of like you said the messaging that we're getting yes um so even the music we're listening to or the Mm -hmm. shows we're watching i mean we all like we may like some trash tv but ultimately it's shaping yeah you know your your image what's up here yeah it's true you know and i mean i've 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 seen myself and and there's nothing wrong with I'm just saying like the idea of me, I've had times where I've really binge watched like reality TV yeah. and I start finding myself wanting certain things. Listen, I, I, so the periods <laughs> of binge watching trash TV, when I like resurface, like when I come out of my apartment, I'm like, who am I? Like, I don't feel I okay. <laughs> it's really bad. And I, and I'm too embarrassed to tell you the shows that I have binge watched that are trash. So I'm not going to do that to myself, but let's just say it definitely, it does a lot up here. What you consume does a lot up here. It does. And so I I agree. Like, I feel like, yeah, Mm. just being intentional about what you're receiving. um, And then, you know, allowing uh, the self-talk to just, I've I've been doing this with myself. I've been kindly redirecting, Mm. softly redirecting. So when I I start having the doubt, having the, um, insecurity like it's not a like no no don't do that you don't you're, it's a very right. kind like thank you for this yes. I know that this is something that's probably happening in order to protect me from whatever yes. you may be scared of but I don't need it right now yeah it's not necessary Elizabeth Gilbert really talks about this she's a, okay. a writer she wrote eat pray love but she yes has a book okay called, um yeah she has a good call uh, big magic and it's talking about creativity and and protecting it and um and the the uh, the holiness that is creativity and how we've tried to commodify it and all these things. Okay. But she talks about the idea of like really not be, being kind to your fear yeah. and your doubt. Um, and just saying, Hey, 
I don't need you right now. Thank you, but I don't need you right now. And then mm-hmm. redirecting to the positive. So I've been doing I that like with that. myself. I I've like been that. Doing that myself a lot. Yeah, that's important. And in, in, in kind of going off of that, another thing that I've been doing is it, I like the kindly redirecting, but I also try to sometimes acknowledge why am I feeling this way? Because, the why. Yes. Because then it makes it a little bit easier for me to kindly redirect after I figured it out. Yes. That, you know? That's an important part. No, for sure. Like, well, why? I think right. that's great. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, digging behind that. And I think that's where I, I actually am in my life, mm-hmm. in my relationships. Everything is like, well, why? Why? The why is so important. We hear the it all the time. The why is important to me right now. But it's really important. <laughs> it's really important to me right now. And just understanding like, well, why are we this way? Or yeah. why are we doing this? Or why? And I, I mean, and I think there's a lot of um, great revelations that have come out of just asking. Yes. And being open to hear yeah. why. You know? Yeah, it's true. It's true. Oh, it's yeah. so true. Uh, I, I just think that like right now, mental health is so important, especially for people that have, you know, taken this leap of faith and are, and are in these creative industries. We have to find a way to keep ourselves healthy so that yes. we can continue to produce and continue to do what we want to do. I mean, and I, I admit it all the time. Quarantine was an interesting time and I didn't feel like doing a lot. Some people were super yeah. productive. You know, what was yeah. I was on one of those like zoom birthday calls or something during quarantine. And mm-hmm. someone was like, if everyone doesn't come out of quarantine, knowing at least oh, God, one or two that. different languages. And I was like, hold on, we're going to stop that minute. right now. There should be no expectations coming out of quarantine. Exactly. Come Every out alive. How about that? Alive is the only requirement. The only requirement. <laughs> everyone is dealing with this differently. And, and the, the expectations on other people and people thinking that you need to use this time a certain way was just, it's, it's toxic. That was not okay. We all had to deal, you know, differently. And I think that for yeah. me, I, I spent a lot of time on my mental health instead of creating yeah. and producing and working. I, I did yeah. a lot of meditation and journaling yes. and devotion and it helped me to come out and want to create, but I couldn't do it during that time. Right. No, you know? I, listen, I completely agree with you. Like Hustle porn is real. Mm-hmm. Everybody's on there like do 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 do. Yeah. The the fake busy like the fa- like what you know? Uh, what I mean? it's, just all, it's just it is like you it's said. It's draining. just draining. It's, it's linked to capitalism, but I mean, I will digress. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> but the idea of like you are what you do, and it's like, yes. come on, guys. Like some, some people actually lost family members. Um, some people lost jobs. Some people uh, people didn't realize that this was act- this was a little bit more than you having to stay in your house. Thank you. Your job moving remote. It was the right. Much- there was a, there was a bit more to it that I think people actually did not realize. People yeah. were grieving. People were out of yes. work. I, I'm sorry that you didn't like working from your uh, living room, but people actually lost their jobs. People actually lost family. So it's like right. This time was different for everyone, and I think mm-hmm. everyone had to figure out how to deal with it. And then I think with creatives, it was after the fact, you know, after you kind of f- f- found out how you wanted to spend the time, how to create again. And yes, yes. Where you wanted to put out new music or new content. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like you're yeah. there? Like where you're like, I, I'm ready to create. Yes, again. I am. Okay. And let's talk about what you want to pass on to this, this yeah. next generation of people that want to um, create music and create content and, uh, and maybe even people that are in this position that you were in where 
they don't see it as a career or something that they can do mm-hmm. professionally. What, what shot would you pass on to these people? What would you give them? What would you tell them to do with their, their time, their energy, their, what they're doing now? Yeah. Ooh, this is an intense one. Should we take a, take a sip before you give a yeah. shot? <laughs> um, life is meant to be lived. Yeah. Life is meant to be lived. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say that, I'm really talking about the idea of just constantly exploring, constantly expanding, um, really, really tapping into that curiosity that you were born with, right? When we came into this world, we were so curious. Yeah. Um, we, we wanted to learn about everything. We wanted to do everything. We wanted to experience everything. And I know life happens and we oftentimes lose that. But really tapping back into that and understanding like life is about experience Mm -hmm. and, and if, and however you can find a way to experience something new, I say, go for it. Um, Uncertainty will always be there. Fear will always Always. be there. Um, Again, it's, it's tougher for more, for different people. I mean, for, for different reasons. Um, So I'm not saying it's all, you know, glitter and, 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 right. and butterflies and all that but yeah not. but literally like I don't know if there's I mean Nike just it's just it's just do it I'm learning that um life doesn't life is not linear I know yeah. that's how time is constructed for us but it's not linear yeah and at any moment you can decide to say I want to do something different yeah and and that's such a that's such a blessing that each and every one of us have and and rather that's with children rather that's married rather that's alone Right. Rather that's with your parents in your life, rather it's not. We all have an opportunity to say, we're going to do something different. We're going to, yeah. you know, and so that, that's probably a big thing that I have for me is like, live, live, mm-hmm. be present and live. Like, I don't oh. know how else to say it. I know it sounds so, so like, woo woo. My sister always talks about like, uh, you and the millennial talk, like it's so lofty and like, listen, it's really like, that's what I live by. Life. It's just live, live life. Just live. Just yeah. Live you know, do things that bring you joy, you know, yeah. and, and when you can't, you know, find the next moment that you can. Right. So, and this too shall pass. That's a big thing for me. This yes. too shall pass. I'm drinking it up. I'm like, yep, this too shall pass. Live life. <laughs> You're preaching to me. I like some, some very like technical, you know, practical ways of. There are, whatever. We don't know those. <laughs> so we're, so, okay. Where can we find your music video? Mm-hmm. Where can we find your music? Tell yeah. us every everything where we can listen to all Angel White has to offer. Okay, so I have uh, my site, which yes. is angelwhitemyname.co, not .com, .co. Um, and so there I have all of my music, my videos, um, links mm-hmm. to uh, my blog. I have a blog called The Well-Fed Artist, and that's kind of where I'm talking about like wellness. Okay. Uh, my journey um, with that and how it, you know, intertwines with my creative and my music career. Yes. Um, and so everything's there. Um, I'm Angel White on all, you know, streaming platforms. Yeah. And um, on Instagram, I'm Angel R. White. So that's where you can find me. I'm I'm pretty much, um, I pretty much hang out in Instagram. I do a little yes. Twitter. I'm okay. Twitter every now and then. Okay. But Instagram is, where to find that's you. my home base. Okay, I love that. Thank you so much, Angel. This has been no, thank you. such an amazing conversation. I'm so excited to go and explore a little bit more of your wellness uh, space. Yeah, please. That's something I'm super interested in, and I and yeah. I love learning more about wellness. So I love speaking to people that are really tapped into that space. Yeah.
Well, thank you. I really appreciate you having me. I love this idea. I think it's oh, so thank cute. You. Like, I think it's so on, on it's on par. It's, just, it's, just, it's perfect. Like, yes, this is, this is the time, you know what I mean? For yeah. this, these types of conversations. Do what so you want to do. I'm glad you're doing this. Thank you so much.